Miss Five Six Seven Eight Dances Report Podcast. I'ma get straight to the point. With a queen like me, ain't no need to beat around the bush. See people make excuses now instead of making money. A lot of people feel entitled just because of looks. A lot of people like to follow, never be a leader. Except me though, I can never follow by the book. They say people gain impressions less than 10 seconds. If that's the case, then I already got some people shook. What up, what up, what up, y'all? This is Miss 5678 and you're tuning into the Dances Report Podcast. And today I got the stiggity, stiggity, stiggity. Ashton Stacks. What's up? What's up? What's going on? What's happening? Yo, you guys have no idea. This guy is like incredible, incredible, incredible. Um, and just, you know, a positive light, always shining, always bringing joy to every room and setting that he comes in. And I'm just excited to got to get this opportunity to talk to him. So Appreciate bef- that. Can reflect yeah. those words right back. You know, thanks, thanks, thanks. You know. And he it's home of the dance hall sub. Uh, like right, see, right. I gotta have sex sub. <laughs> Y'all are in for a treat when he subs my right. class. Happy Y'all better get your you get know your sweat towel ready. <laughs> Talking about dance hall workout. Okay. Um, you so live up to, you know? before we get started, I do a, a daily check in, a mood check in, because I find that um, these days and ages, um, people are not checking in, and it's important to find out where people are. Um, you know, there's mental health, there's you know depression, all the different things. So. It's a it for me. I, I definitely want to check in with every person that I connect with. So, daily mood check in is basically one thing that made you happy today, one thing that made you mad, sad, indifferent, or bothered. Um, and some people say, you know, some nothing made them happy, and then this made them mad, or vice versa, and nothing made them mad. Or, you know, so start just to kick it off today. Um, woke up with joy, very exhausted. Um, obviously, I taught my class. You know, yesterday, so I was a little bit tired. When you get when you get up there in a little bit of age, you know, you know, you get a little tired and everything. But keep talking about this age, thing, but I don't see it. I mean, thank I God, thank God, he keeps blessing me. You know? um, no, but I was exhausted, and I don't know if it was because I had a dream that was like exhausting or what. But um, it was, you know, it was a weird dream. Um, but I was, you know, otherwise I woke up like ready to start my day. Uh, but just needing rest, and that's important for us dancers to rest and be still. Um, I haven't had anything um, make me mad, um, per se, um, or sad, or indifferent. (laughs) Um, Well, the Uber driver was just like, you know, I can't can't say that I got annoyed with him. or No, I I didn't get angry with him. I got annoyed with him, because had he known where he was going, you know, a little sooner, we probably would have gotten through. We went and went all the way from Roxbury to Fenway, back to Huntington Ave, back to um, Mass Ave. Or he didn't know. He, he didn't know where he was going. He was lost. He got me lost out here, yo. Fire! But, um, fire! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know those ratings will count, right? Hey, right. <laughs> so that's all I have to do is rate him. Um, but 
other than that, it was, you know, just I couldn't wait to get here. I'm excited because I get to interview my friend, um, someone I admire. Um, and I talk about and, you know, I refer people to go because um, we're very like minded when it comes to um, the care of people. When we dance with people, we make sure that they feel good um, when they're dancing. And that's with your peers. That's with people that are learning from you um, for the first time. It's just, you know, that's this is the one thing that I like and love and adore about this man is that he's able to bring the best out in people. And you can tell, you know, and, you know, anytime I'm watching, anytime I'm watching his videos, I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like a stalker. I'm like, oh my God, I love it. and I literally be in wherever I'm at, have like smiling from ear to ear. It's a joy. So. You know, so I, I was excited in, in terms of getting up today. Um, little exhaustion, but definitely excited to get to get over here and talk to you about this podcast. You know. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> What's one thing that made you happy today, mad, sad, or indifferent or bothered? Happy. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I'm in a beautiful space. Amen. I, I wish I could see, <laughs> but you know, I, for the records, I got to keep keep it on the low. Level, you know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna tell you something. That, something beautiful that he's at. I'll tell you that. Okay. Yeah, I'm in a beautiful space, man. I'm, I'm happy to uh, to 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 even be able to wake up. You know, healthy. Amen. Uh, you know, with my family. Mm-hmm. My, my little guy, my little my little twin. You guys is adorable. My little daddy, Toddy. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah, just getting to, to you know wake up with the family um, in peace, peace of mind, you know, um, and and just ready to, to to get the work done. You know, mm-hmm. like all my all my ducks are in order. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about me executing in the proper way. So I wake up motivated that I have a direction and know where to go. Um, and, you know, everything that I'm manifesting is, is on me at this point. It's on the, the work that I put in. So um, I feel I feel good. That's, it makes me happy to wake up in that space. Uh, angry, nothing, nothing has made me angry today yet. I mean, I can't really say I get <laughs> angry often. I can't even see. I cannot see this man being angry. I would be scared if I saw him because he's always so delightful, like yeah. joyful. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, it's it's the patience. You grow patience over time, especially in the line of work that we do. Um, and then when you gain understanding about how we work as humans, and you gain a little understanding about yourself, like you have a little more patience for certain things that a lot of people aren't willing to put up with. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I put up with it, but uh, it doesn't doesn't strike level. me the, the same way. Uh, unless it's something that you know is is really affecting my position, yeah. And I've been in that space, you know. Um, but it's not. I'm not in that space often because you know I have a little sanctuary, and it's you know it's, every day is like a retreat for me. Mm-hmm. So you know, if I was so. over here, it'd be a retreat. It'd be <laughs> it'd be a vacation, okay? Right, right. Y'all know. <laughs> um, but no, this is this is well well needed and much deserved. Um, I feel like you work really hard. Um, and no, you know, I, I didn't, you know, for those who don't know, Stax was not in Boston. He is a Boston dancer, but he lived in the outskirts. And we, I used to be like, Stax, 
I need you to please, please sub my class. And then I'd be like, well, wait, for, wait a minute, where, where are you? And he's like, I'm in Rhode Island. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> that's not 15 minutes from Boston. Right, that's far. Right. Yeah. You know, so I would have to factor and, and be grateful and appreciative for every time that he would come and take my class, well, sub my class because he's not coming from around the corner. He's coming from, you know, 45 minutes to an hour away. And I would appreciate that. So if I haven't told you already, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I mean, everything you're saying is the same way I feel about you. It's oh, very mutual. Oh, man, this you is know, a good dude. I reflect those words back because you always have a smile on your face when I see you. You're always like, hey! <laughs> you got that energy. I, I love and, then, and that's, that's day one. You got to walk like that. You got to. Yeah. So for those who are listening and tuning in who, who don't know the incredible stack, I mean, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'll let him tell you. Who are you? Who is Ashton Stiggity Stacks? Like, how did that name come about? Who are you? Ooh, those are some long stories. <laughs> <laughs> we got time. You got time? Y'all can listen. All right. So, who am I? Who am I? I'm just, I'm just here. I'm present. Um, <laughs> uh, just, you know, I am who I am. But the, the name Stiggity Stacks. Uh, came about. It was actually a childhood nickname. Stacks was was what it was originally. So uh, it's just a funny story, a little long, but um, you know, when I was younger, I used to be hella fly. My mom, my mom used to dress me and my brothers up in the in the dippest clothes that we didn't really think was dip at the time. But you look back, you're like, oh, we was fly, guys. <laughs> You know, everybody was always making compliments about how my mother was dressing us up, you know, and uh, I guess that just, you know, attracted people to want to, like, give us things. So we, like, I was running into people, maybe if I was going to church, uh, maybe if it was older family members, they were always like, oh, man, look at you with your little joint on. Let me put a little dollar in there, put a dollar in your pocket. <laughs> people was always slipping me money, and I was like, I don't understand I don't know if this is a thing, but I'm not complaining. Right, right. Get the money. So, uh, you know, my brothers and cousins would take take the money that we got, and uh, they would go to the store and buy candy, you know, buy snacks, you know what I mean? Back then, it was the, the, the big burst of the teeny bottles, <laughs> you know, Jamaican beef patty with cheese, okay. cocoa bread, okay, you know what I'm okay, saying? Right. All that stuff was cheap. You got $2, you go to the store... You can get everything. You can get like four bags That's, of chips, okay, a big was, burst. Twenty five cents for four. Wait, twenty five cents each. each. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we big was, patty was a dollar twenty five. Dollar twenty five, yo. If you wanted it with cheese, it was a dollar. If you didn't want it with cheese, right? So like, uh, everything was super cheap, man. And so we were just living in it. Um, but I, I was always saving that, right? And like sometimes people would give me fives. Like sometimes I had got tens. But uh, just over the course of years, like, I would never spend the money. Like, I would just have that joint. So I mean, That's right. Dang. Financial, financial literacy, y'all. Right, early. Emotional intelligence. Okay. <laughs> you, need, you need to know this. So uh, one day, you know, we was kicking it at my older cousin's house. Uh, and he was, uh, I, I don't know if he was in the process of moving. I can't really remember uh, that deep of what, what was happening. But he had this old Nokia phone that didn't have, like, a battery in it. Like, it was just old, you know, he wasn't using it. So he gave it to me as a toy, and I was, like, acting like I was on the phone, like, yo, what up, what up, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hit me on the beat, but I'm like, 
<laughs> right, right. Like you give kids phone to play with, you know what I mean? And their, their imagination will go. Um, so he gave me the phone, right? The corner stores back then used to have everything. It was one-stop shop for all. So like, you know, that next Sunday, I went to church. I had, happened to have all that money that I saved up on me. And then uh, I went inside the corner store when we were going to get snacks. And uh, they had, like, phone cases. They had a charger. They had battery. They had um, minutes. So, oh, my God. I used to have minutes. Yo, <laughs> Yo shout out to Jaja because Jaja used to, he used to definitely give me the See, minutes. See, I needed Jaja as the plug back in the day, man. <laughs> he was That's the plug. crazy. <laughs> but... So I put the minutes on the phone, and I, I got all this stuff for it. Got a case and everything. Activated the You were stunting out here, huh? I was really stunting out here. So I, I got back to the church, and my mom was like, what are you doing? What's that? I'm like, it's the phone my cousin gave me, yo. And she was like, what? Like, <laughs> she thought I stole it. She was like, wait, you found that phone somewhere, yo? I was like, I was like, yo, this is my number, blah, blah, blah. I was trying to call it. She's like, what? Like, what the hell is going on? So, it was like a joke in the family house. Like, I called my cousin. He's like, what? You got a number. You got a phone. Because back then, the kids didn't have phones. Exactly. Now, you know, everybody got a little phone. You could be like five and have a cell phone. Oh, Mia definitely had a phone but when she was five. Back when I was five and six, like, it just wasn't really a thing for kids to have phones. So, I was like the first kid on the block to have a phone. Because you were stacking that bread. Because I was stacking that bread. And my cousin was like, oh, you was stacking, man. You over here stacking the bread, yo. Little stacks out here, yo. And it, it became like an inside joke. And then my friends heard the story. They was like, oh, that stacks right there. So that became like the nickname. And then when I was trying to think of a, a dance name, uh, I was thinking of all of, when I started dancing later, later, later down the line. Um, I was thinking of all these whack-ass names like, I don't know if you can swear on Yeah, you really can. Okay. We don't have no filter. <laughs> you know. I was thinking of all these crazy names, yo. I was like, the prophecy child. Or the, <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> the light bearer. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> it was like getting ridiculous, yo. And then like, I was for over like the process of a month that... Or months, I would be seeing things. I would read something. I'd be like, "Oh, that could be the name." Like, mm-hmm. and they were all whack. Like, and then um, my big homie at the time, you know, Russell, he was just like, "Dog, like, you sound cr- like just be stacks, bro." Like, right, that's, right, that's right. You, you mean Russell like, from? Um, so you think he did? Something. Shout out to Russell. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. So he was the one that helped me to step into that name fully as a dancer and eventually build the brand because it, it was he was just like dog just be stacks like that's that's buck and i didn't even think to to name myself stacks like i'm like it's such a fitting crumpy. name yeah it's, it's a- such a fitting name there's <laughs> nobody else that can be stacks yo but there's so many stacks that's why i probably didn't want to use it because that was like the hood name like you know, like everybody is like going online, typing stacks. It's gonna be like a stacks, cat stacks, <laughs> three stacks, two stacks. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was stacks. So like, I didn't even think of it. To but have rap, like, though, that's in rap, though, right? In rap, but yeah. that ain't in dance. Not in dance. And that's so amazing. There's only a few that that popped up, but everybody was like, "Nah, there's already a stack." So like, his legacy's already built. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's um, one of those things. And then it ended up becoming like really like a it was kind of a blessing mm-hmm. it was almost like it just made sense like mm-hmm. that's like 
Because it, feels it ended right. up being the brand because, like, uh, how I approached the style as far as, like, uh, in the beginning, how I built up my crump, it was, like, construction. Like, it was almost like I was building up my, like, at first it was about um, the suspense of my rounds. So, like, mm-hmm. my rounds would, would start at a specific place. And then, like, as it went on, it just kept getting crazy and crazy and crazy yeah, and crazy so until, boom, okay, yeah, so I was stacking up. And then the way that I was approaching the style is just learning the basics um, and then adding on. And the way I created my, my a lot of my vocabulary was by mm-hmm. taking these smaller ones and, and wow. adding on, adding on, adding on. So, like, that started to become my process. And then, um, you know, and this is still early on in the dance because I started to think, like, yo, if I... If I built my dance rounds like this and I built it up and, it, and it's working, mm-hmm. I can apply this to every other aspect of life. So I started training in the same manner that I train and dance. So like in financial literacy, I started labbing the same way I was labbing in, with the like crump. You know, when it came to emotional intelligence, I started labbing the same way. When it came to relationships, like I was take doing the same process. You know, because it works, for you. and that's that's how some everybody should be. Yeah. Thinking of it that way in that so perspective. Now it's a part of the brand. My brand is, is life building through urban arts and it's about building from the ground up and understanding that the 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 things, these these uh qualities that we that we carry that we can attain mm-hmm. just by labbing, they're all like modular, you know what I'm saying? So you can put them together um and take them from different areas and, and kind of just like just, build up yeah, your, that's that's so smart yeah. that is so smart I, and 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 most people won't even think of doing that when they're trying to build and build themselves as a dancer they they won't they don't think about okay what's my strongest attribute to dance like what do i do the best and let me build that and and what do i do the least let me train for a certain amount of time in that like it's, that's a no-brainer. Like now, somebody listening to this that needs to uh, needs direction is they they're able to hear this and go, okay, this is a confirmation. I got that word through him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, speaking of crump, which is a style of dance, um, what's your what's your bio and background? So, and I want that in dance, and I want that in culture. Like, so everybody who knows me now knows, of course, you know. My mother's from Antigua, and, you know, that's Homa Calypso and Burning Flame. Shout out to Antigua. Bill Abbott, rest in peace, mm. you know. Um, yeah. Caribbean culture. My mom right. is from the Caribbean. Um, my, my real father, uh, Alphonsio Walters, um, was Cuban and black, um, and his father was one of the first black, which Cuban, mm. uh, to write at the Boston Conservatory. Wow. Uh, so... Uh, not just a backstory. So, like culturally, that's you know that's where I come from. Um, dance background. Obviously, I love to do dance hall and mess around with you know some what we call now commercial hip hop because uh, I don't do foundation. I know what it kind of looks like, but I won't teach that because I don't want to teach that raw. Right. Um, and the main thing is developing talent. You know, putting you in the right direction. On what your what your 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 gift is, and like zoning in on that and tighten you up to push you back out to go to the next level. That's right. what my specialty is: development. You know what I mean? And starting out, giving you the 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 notion to start. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with that. 
but when it comes to you, Stacks, what is your background? What is your, your bio? I mean, I watch you online because um, that's where we see you, where I see you, unless I'm in the same space. I'm lucky to be in the same space, you know what I'm saying? Um, but this guy, you know, he moves around and he's all over. He's, you know, you've been on a tour. You've been um, traveling in every pretty much genre that you teach. You've been there doing that. And it's like I'm watching you and you're living your dream. You know what mm. I mean? And you're really living it in its full potential, like complete full potential. Um, and so... For those who are just catching on to who you are, what would you tell them the background in the bio, culturally and dance, that is? So culturally, um, I grew up, you know, I haven't really been able to, to trace as deep as I want to, but that's, that's probably the first project um, that I put kind of on the, on the side mm -hmm. um, way back then when I was thinking about it to pretty much wait till I had more resources to do so and uh, more information on how to do so. Um, but for the most part, like, uh, my family was uh, in a way isolated. Like, my immediate family, like, the, uh, the particular family, the people that were around, were, it was isolated from the rest of the family. So, like, I still haven't gone mm -hmm. to... A family reunion, like I still haven't like. It's important, man. Yeah, it's it's super important, but um, I I've been taking my time with that and and going little by little and you know reaching out to more family members and talking, but um, you know for the most part my family is rooted uh, in the South. Mm -hmm. You know my mom, my mom's family, uh, they're they're more in the Virginia area, mm -hmm. and my dad's family. Is more like South Carolina area. You know, listen, everybody who mentions South Carolina, I love me some Myrtle Beach. You're right. <laughs> Beach. Virginia Beach be rocking too, though. Virginia, yo, you gotta catch Virginia that at the rocking, right time, though, because you could be rocking. either get there and get in trouble. Yeah, I yeah. know. When we went to VA, we was like, Ugh, we gotta go now. Yeah, let me go home before I get in trouble. Yeah, but Myrtle Beach, I never go when it's bike week because mm. I can't pick my. I can't bring my picnic. Those who don't know, that's my child. I cannot bring my picnic to Bike Week. It's right. just not appropriate. Yeah, it's not, yeah, you definitely know. not. So, um, what's, what's, because I got family from VA, Bell. The last names are Bell, Bell, Bell. and Thompson. Uh, it's Van, Warren, um, Haskins. Mm. Um, Van, Warren, Haskins. Uh, yeah, I think that that is most of the the VA. Mm. Uh, I know there's Lights, Jones. Uh, that's as far as I I know, but it could be it could be something. I know, um, I know that um one of the dancers, shout out to Smiley, she did that. She traced her family, but mm. she traced it like I think she traced it in Africa. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it's, it's hard have, because, you know, um, the most I've gotten is the information of the stuff that's close to me. So, like, mm -hmm. I know that um, as far as cultural-wise, like, most of my family were Black Panthers. They were part of that Black Panther migration that came to Boston uh, and set up in, like, Orchard Park 
Mm, OP, OP, shout out to OP. That's family too. Yeah. Okay, let me just let you know I got family over there too. Okay, okay, okay. That's the that's the that's my my father's grandmother who is there's one side of her who is Portuguese and Cape like not Cape Verde but more Portuguese. So she would always yell at my my father and her his sisters and them and call them Stankufiada. Anybody who's down with this Cabo Verde, shout out to Cabo Verde. Um, that means you cra- like you know you crazy, crazy or something yeah. like that. Stankufi. And she used to yell it out the window like Stankufiada to them. Yeah. You know because my family was a little, a little wild, but you know. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but the, shout out to I, OP, you know. Yeah, um, so the roots was there. Um, my, my grandmother and great grandmother, they were like, like the the um, the staples out the here. Sta- they were the they were the that was like the mother. They were the mothers of the hood. Mm. Uh, and then my mom's all the siblings, a lot of them. Um, they they were running around and you know they were influenced. My mom did like step dance. That was like a big thing back then. Dude. Like step or like the line dance? Uh, step, like step. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama so, Stacks? Mama Stacks. Shout out to Mama Stacks, you <laughs> she know? Got, she got some vibes. She got some grooves, man. She's doing her thing. <laughs> Where you think you got it from? Hey, that's what you I'm saying. saying. I didn't know at first. I'm <laughs> like, this is strange. It's a strange thing, you know what I mean? And then I seen her in the pocket. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm on my aunt and everybody that was, you know, getting down, um, and then my grandmother, great grandmother, they bought a house in Dorchester, uh, and that was on Armadine. So that was like where the Caribbean influence came from. So like we was on the block with at the time had the most parties. So it was the, the bashment parties. Yeah, and, like, you already there know. There was a whole bunch of like um, all of, uh, there was a couple of different companies that um, or bands that would be in the carnival that lived on that block. And That's crazy. Like, so house to house. So yeah, yeah so soca- can um, Soakin Associates, um, well, I'm, Sound International. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You sound got vibration. Sound vibration. Right, yeah. But that's original. Yeah. Sound vibration is original. That's like from back in the day in the 90s. Yeah. <clears throat> when playing in a band was like, this is what we're doing. We marked up the road. We're going to trip up the road. Sound vibrations was that. That was like the Sound International and the Soka and Associates, Sokaholics. That was that back then. Yeah. You know, so now you have derivatives of all of those things. Yeah. You know, a little bit of history, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know, so I was, I grew up in that, um, that, on that block. Like everybody, my whole family lived on that block. Do you have any um, Korean culture? Yeah. I mean, there's family, but, you know, now as I'm getting, as I started to get older, um, I started to realize that like a lot of the, the family that I would you know call cousins, uncles, mm-hmm. like some of them actually wasn't like family. But they're family. But they're family. Don't get you me know what I'm saying? On like, but you Man. know what I mean? Like, so like, like, but if we were chasing, like, we were talking about bloodline, like mm-hmm. some of them, like they were like you know friends, and so mm-hmm. it's more about filtering out who that. But it was a lot of Caribbean influence. Like, there was a lot of uh, Caribbean culture going on in the house, in the household, um, and That's that was awesome. a lot of the music that we listened to. Um, my cousins, my older cousins, they all, everybody is into music, so that was like a big thing in the yeah. house. Yeah. Um, like all of my older, my uncles, um, you know, and aunts, they all sing. They they all uh, musically inclined. That's dope. My cousins uh, used to be a DJ. He used to give my mom house music mixes, um, original. So I would hear yes. like crazy. I would hear like the craziest house music back then, but I didn't even know there was a whole dance culture to it. Like I didn't know Man. anything about it at the time. Yeah, like, I, I kind of miss like sneaking into these clubs that were like 
rooftop and like these different spots. I used to be like, I think I was 14 yeah. sneaking into that. And then well, as I got older, like 16, 17, we came back to the States. Um, and I was like sneaking into college parties, but but we we never really did Sunday nights because my mother would be like, where you going? And nowhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we couldn't go, but like in the summertime, what? Bye. Okay, bye. Like, yeah. I'm out. But they don't, we're, that's enough. Well, I just had, we're going to get back to that because um, yesterday that came up after my class where the house outlet is. Because mm. we don't have it unless there's a jam. What do you mean? Like, okay, so you can go to a club and they'll either, so Unity is like, you know, all cult, Caribbean culture events. So you can go there and hear your, everything Caribbean culture, soca, you know, um, conscious, uh, reggae, dance hall, um, you know, the, anything you can think of that has Caribbean culture, you could hear it there, right? When you go to, to a club and they they blend everything, they mix everything. So there'll be hip hop, there'll be, you know, there'll be, you know, EDM, there'll be, you know, some hip hop, like some, um, some dance hall and no soca because they're not, they don't understand the two. Um, and, and, and it'll just be mixed, but you don't have anymore a club where they only play house music. I mean, a, a Where's that? club, as, as far as like a club club. Yeah, because like we used to be able to go to a club. Played no, but they the have house. house nights, a lot of them. So like, um, you know, D, like uh, Sammy Savu. I love him. Um, uh, Steven, um, uh, the whole gang. They have a whole bunch of house nights. Yo, that's okay. what they do. So Sean, I guess, collaborated with some of the, the OGs and created our house. Mm-hmm. They now did all of the house OG. The he that go even deeper, far back. They're running their their parties out of the black market right now. Okay, got it. So, yeah, it's a lot of, like... Okay, so so there is a network. And so now, you know, shout out to my girl at Samba Viva, who, you know, we talked about Sean Burke yesterday. Shout out to Sean Burke, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and we talked about Chicky, because Chicky and Lino, when they would do the jams, that was a huge presence there. And I miss, in 94, 92... You know, when we could just go Crazy to a club ago, yeah. and go to it, and it was a house, the whole setup was house. Like, there was no hip-hop. Like, hip-hop was, like, featured, but the predominant music that was being played was house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah, and so, then they, and Alex, it was just a vibe. All of them, they, yo, I, I, they have them actually so frequently that I'm not even able to keep up with all of them. Like, okay, so then. It's true for we Wednesdays, do my, we do my there's so many nights, man, uh, and they they've been pushing strong for that. I mean, the numbers are not always crazy, but uh, Boston has a, a, a nice history with with house music. I know mm-hmm. Zumbi, Courtney Gray, he used mm-hmm. to throw uh, a big party. Um, I forget what it was called. It's slipping away from my mind. Um, uh, what was it called? <laughs> it's gonna come to me later on, but like he was like Courtney, you go Courtney he was uh, doing a whole lot. So there's 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 a big presence in uh, Boston as far as like DJs that, and it, you can go to a lot of nights where it's only house music, okay. and, it, and it'd be like. Because back in the day, let me tell you something. I really wanted to just sing 
house. Mm. I didn't want to sing a full song. Mm. As a singer, like, when I started, I was like, probably like, uh, like 14, 15, no, I was like 15, 16. And, like, I only, I, I would, like, be all right, I'll do a hook. On, you know, these, some of the rap dudes, shout out to Ugly Kids and, um, you know, so many different crazy beef records and just different people that I worked with um, as a singer. Wow. But I, they, they didn't know I really just wanted to do like house music, meaning like mm. singing just the, the riffs and the, the ad libs because it didn't take that effort right. to sing and put together a whole song for me anyway, because I, I love doing runs. So when I would sing and stuff, it would just be something so simple as like, you know, follow me, follow yeah, me, follow, follow me. Follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that song itself, I would be like, okay, I want to sing like that. And yeah. that doesn't take a whole lot in it sets people up and puts them in like a, a way of um, you know setting a tone and a mood and so I wanted to do that but you know that's 90 yeah. something and you know what I mean in 2000s I had similar visions because I, I, I make music as well um. oh I follow him on the SoundCloud <laughs> <laughs> so y'all gotta get up on his SoundCloud <laughs> There's so many layers to stacks, it's ridiculous, you guys. <laughs> like, you have no idea. This man is like a renaissance man, you know, oh, in a great way. But, um, so, background is House, Crump. Um, well, Crump came a little later after that. But okay. original background, it was just music in general. Like, it was a lot of uh, different genres, like gospel. There was house. There was dance. There was dancehall, soca, calypso. There was, um, uh... What do you call it? Funk. My dad. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad. Uh, his from my dad's side. They were really connected into that, like um, kind of like electro, electro funk. Ever right before hip hop transitioned into hip hop, and then a lot of hip hop. Like you know, my older brother was. Uh, you know, he was actually like a really big artist um, that was making noise in the game for a while. Uh, he was originally. Out of Boston, he was making himself known. He was battling and all that stuff. What's his name? Uh, he went by Showcase back in the day. I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my older brother. That's crazy. Yeah. Ask. Well, he may. I don't know if he would remember. Um, legend. Ask him. Legend. I talk. I used to sing all the time, and I used to sing with Ugly Kids. I used to sing with. Um, uh, can't even think of their names. They had a single out. Um, that's the thing with so many rap dudes out here, and I would always go and do the hooks. Mm. So he must have been cool with like um, UMMF, like when Cindy Diggs was doing her things. I wouldn't be able to remember. Like, sure. Yeah, ask him. You get, that's another. That's another. <laughs> I remember the name Showcase yeah. for sure. So he was pushing. He was in all the hood DVDs. Like, yep. <laughs> spotlight and then. Spotlight DVD. Spotlight DVD. Cheddar, Cheddar DVD. Cheddar, Cheddar DVD. Shout out to Cheddar. Smack, he was in Smack a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was doing that, and then he linked up with Fab, and he was linked up with the uh, unit for a little while, and then mm-hmm. he started moving, transitioning to linking up with like Brown and eventually the Jazz. So he was like making a lot of moves, and like so we were hip hop heads in the house. Mm-hmm. So like I was listening to like crazy music growing up all the time. Yeah, I just all it was doing me. was stacking you. It was preparing <laughs> me for you know? my journey back. So Crump came later down the line and like I used to dance more dance hall. Like I used to be at the parties all the time. But like it was never some I never considered myself a dancer. 
you know, my brother used to do a little, like, a little, you know, it'd be like waving. Popping and waving. Yeah, popping and waving, but <laughs> not really bobbing. You know what I mean? It's like un, unsauced technique, but just, <laughs> he was just like, you know, but he was known as like the person, and my cousin, he came from the West Coast, and he was even dope. Uh, so they were like, like dope, but I was just like, you know, I would get down a little bit, but it wasn't serious. And actually, they would be making it in front of me. They were like, yo, this dude ain't got no rhythm, blah, blah. Like, it was always like coming <laughs> Shoot, at me. I bet you they don't say that now. Yeah, not right now. They be like, they be like <laughs> no, we ain't got it. We ain't got it. We, we don't want to battle you. It's, that's the irony of my journey, because now I'm like in the pocket with the music. Like, it's all rhythm. It's all rhythm and musicality, you know. Um, but. That was what it was, and then I seen Crump on Rise, uh, the Rise DVD, and then like I knew I'm like, yo, that's I was like, I want to do like if I was to dance, like it, like that's gonna be my style, like Crump. Like, I, it was like calling me. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Yo. You gotta be like the second second dancer or third dancer who talked about Rise on the podcast. Word up, like. Shout out to Bishop. Shout out to Makeda. Um, I think even shout out to Corner because we talked about like you know that as an influence, like um, and you know it, it's 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 cool to see that there is a Crump uh, community and it's strong in Boston, like strong, and I love that because. You know, in the very beginning, like when we had like this, I think it was like the second Beantown Bounce. Mm -hmm. People were trying to feature it, and we were like, "Well, well how do we judge this? Like, do we do we judge this? Like, what? How do like? Because they didn't have a clue what it was. Like, you know, um, and I just I just would always be like, you know, visual with it, and just I loved when people used the musicality for it. You know what I mean to bring out different um, emotion and stuff, and I, I don't know. I'm I'm a different judge. Like some of the judges, because they were so technical on like technique and this and that, they didn't know what how to judge because they weren't educated enough to be like, oh, you know what yeah. I mean. Especially the elders too. Like especially around that time, probably Crump was a little more unpolished too. Mm -hmm. you know? So um, the other the, one of the things I I you know I've been asking everyone. Um, to segue, what is your biggest influence? Like, what was that thing that made you want to dance? Like, I'm gonna be a dancer, I'm gonna be a teacher, an influencer, a uh, mentor. Like, what was that thing? Crump. Wow. It was Crump. He was like, like, I saw a rise and that was it. Uh, it was it, like it was almost immediately. Cause like I, you know, I seen it and I was like, I had my aunt had the DVD on bootleg, actually a little bit before it came out. Uh, if I can remember correctly, and I just took it, you know, borrowed it, and I watched that joint back to back. And then uh, at the time, it was MySpace, so I typed in MySpace <laughs> on the search the I video. MySpace. Yeah, I put MySpace in on the, I put Crump in on the search on MySpace, and I found Crump videos, and I seen like because that rise was shot, and then it wasn't really up to date as far as what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, I seen what was going on in the Crump community at the moment. Wow. And. That was like, that was I was pre -YouTube. seeing, see, it was pre-YouTube, it was like, I got connected with these people uh, on AIM, uh, yeah. I became one of the, the way I got into the culture, even before I entered, because I was, at the time I was living out in Norwood, um, so I was isolated from the Boston Club community that was brewing, 
but I built my own community out in Norwood, you wow. know, with people. But they didn't really stick to it the same mm-hmm. way I did. And the mm-hmm. way that we connected was one day I was at Forest Hills because I was always in and back going back to Boston because I'm like, I don't really kick it out in Norwood. So I was taking a bus 34E to Forest Hills all the time wow. going in, uh, see the family or whatever. And I was at the bus stop and I was crumping. <laughs> and this dude was like, hey, you crumping? I was like, yeah. This old guy. I was like, I'm crumping. <laughs> He's like, you know about the Beantown Crump Kings? And I was like, the Beantown Crump Kings? Who the hell is the Beantown Crump Kings? Well, let me find out. He's like, go look it up. So I think that was like the first YouTube time I was on YouTube because YouTube was just out. Yeah. So I went on YouTube and I typed in, and this is after I was building myself up. I even had people on my aim from Cali that was te- like giving me pointers. That's dope. I became one of the biggest track traders in, in, in Crump. That was a big part of the early. It was like you had <laughs> got to trade tracks. Like if you had an exclusive, you would mm-hmm. trade with somebody, and they, if they had an exclusive, mm-hmm. and I had a plug that was that set me up right, gave me a whole bunch of tracks, and then I became uh, and I started trading, and I was really smart with the trades. It got to the point where I was trading, I was having people from Cali hit me up about tracks. I was like, yo, you are in the Mecca. Like, <laughs> you should already yeah, have yeah, it. You should already have it. But I had, I became one of the big like track traders, so I had a whole list of tracks. That was crazy. Um, your catalog, you still have them on like, nah, your SoundCloud? Yeah, my computer crashed like so many times, man. And I just got tired of building it back up. Mm-hmm. So that was a thing, too. But... This is around that time. This was already established. And um, so I went online and I typed it in and I seen Russell and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. Micah and, and, and uh, the Goonies. So it was Rec, you know, it was Keon, it was Ski. Um, I seen Buck Palace. That was already in a Boston Crump event that was going on. I seen the Bubble. Um, uh, that was already a Crump event at the Bubble that, mm-hmm. that was happening. That was already went down. Like, I, I, there was already a crump culture, like, kind of being established in Boston. And here I was thinking that there was nobody around that crump. Yeah, right. I thought I was the only one. I'm like, yo, I put on for, you know, Boston, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and there's all these people throwing events and stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. So I was already, like, crazy. And then uh, we had a, I had a mutual friend I used to go to the clubs with. And um, he was like, yo, they had a disagreement. They were like, because one knew Russell and Micah, mm-hmm. and they were like, yo, I think that, because they knew us both, but we didn't know each other. And they were like, I think that Stacks is better than Uh-oh. these dudes over here. <laughs> and they were like, nah, you crazy. This the... So they brought Micah, which was, um, he was a destroyer at the time, and he was the big homie of my crew. Like him and Russ and Micah were made up the two main pillars. Uh, they brought him out to my crib in Norwood, and we had a little session, a little battle. Yo, and he was like, "Oh, you tight, bro." He's like, "Yo, <laughs> yo, you trying to like come through? You trying to be down with the squad, yo?" Like, yeah, yo. So he brought me the next week. Brought me to Russell's crib. There was a session in the base. Actually, it was Robert's crib, right around the corner from Russell's crib. Sessions in the basement. <laughs> Got down there, started getting off. Ended up battling Russell, and then Russell's like, "Yo," and at the time, because when I seen Russ, I was like, "Dog." He was way ahead of his time, though. Yeah. I was like, yo, this dude moves like tie-dyes, yo. And nobody yeah. could, was moving like that. He was fast. He was, like, he had, like, crazy floor moves. He was doing, he was adding stuff into Crump that wasn't added in yet. Yeah, Like, yeah. Crump wasn't polished 
as much and Russ was a was already a polished mover. So like um when I first seen the video, I was like, yo, this dude is crazy. My, even my brothers was tripping. They're like, yo, he's nazi. Yo, yo, he's crazy. Yo. So like back in the day, like this dude was like crazy, crazy. Like and still I mean, but like back in the day it was like mind blowing. So like he was like, yo, you trying to be down with the fam? And I was like, yeah, yo, hell yeah. <laughs> so I became, because uh, Russ is gutter, mm-hmm. I became kid gutter. Okay, I got went you, home because, you, you. you know, Crump has that little homie system. Yeah. Where, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like a peer mentoring type thing. Uh, so I went home and I was like, yo, I'm kid gutter, yo. My brother was like, oh, word. Right. <laughs> you got named? <laughs> right. Like, you got to, you got, got under yo. Russ. Because we had a fam back home. My brother and... I was crumping before my brother, but my brother started crumping naturally. He was the dancer dude. Mm-hmm. And we were major, and I was J major, mm-hmm. only because he was my big brother. But I was already killing them all at the time, because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, we, we had, because he was, he was into crump. Like, he was into it for a little bit, but then fell off. So when I got in the rust, he was like, oh, that's crazy. Or then mm-hmm. I just, like, started shooting up, like, real fast, man. Because you're like, around uh, stuff that, that could... You know, help you excel quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Millie. That's Millie, one of my favorite. Yeah. Millie's like a beast, yo. Yeah, I she love was her. always she was always nasty, yo. And she was um she was under Russ as well. Before that, she was under Eddie. She was under Rick. But you know she what's so crazy? I didn't even know who her dad was. I used to hang with her dad back in the day. Really? Like, and then when she show posted one day on Facebook, you know, she talked about him, and I was like. I had to inbox. I inboxed her immediately. Like, mm. um, excuse me, um, who did you say your dad was? And she said his name. And I was like, yo, that was like my like my homeboy. Like his his cousin, your other cousin, like your father's one of his first cousins. It was like one of my mentors. Like if I wasn't at his house, he was at my house. Or mm. but more most of the time. Me, my aunt, and my sister was always at his house, and Jacques would always be there. Right. And like, I remember bringing Jacques home, you know, a couple of times, like, and he, you know, he never wanted, you know, he's very uh, strategic about how he moved. And like, he was just always talking about his daughter, and she was little at the time. Mm. And then for me to see her like 10, 15 years later, I'm like, yo. Yo, this and is now so she's bugged one of the out. Main pillar. She's and she's absolutely beautiful. One, yeah, she's so uh, beautiful. She's holding crumb together right now as we I speak in Boston. She's like the one of the main pillars. She throws this event called the East Session, mm-hmm. uh, and that have that goes down. They were in Dudley. Now they're doing throwing East Sessions in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, Carolina. yeah, I see that. They're doing the whole shebang, and that's but, how it should be. You want stuff to carry nationwide eventually worldwide internationally you know um what would you say your specialty is uh patience yeah well no in terms of dance patience what yeah okay you your ladies and gentlemen y'all better pay attention because he's about to give you some uh, (laughs) he's about to drop them jewels okay so patience because this is a teaching moment for me because that's one thing I'm convicted of. I'm very guilty of not having is patience. Mm. God is working on me on that. <laughs> okay, so when you say patience, please elaborate, you know, so that those of us who need to understand that, what, you know, what does that entail? Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of, because, um, you know, dance essentially is a language, the language of the body. And a lot of people, when they speak in the language, um, 
I guess you can equate having more vocabulary uh, with being more confident with the way that you speak um, at, and to dance. So, like, when mm-hmm. you when you uh, understand yourself a lot more, you, you're, the way your body moves, you understand the connection with the music, mm-hmm. you're a lot more confident. And so, like, uh, you're not really, like, skipping over words or you're not talking too fast or mm-hmm. you're not... You know what I mean? So, like, the patience it comes in where it's, like, um, a lot of dancers, when they dance, they, they like, they feel like they have to get so much out at once because yeah. they may not be as confident in what they do and what they're trying to say. So, they mm-hmm. feel like they have to do something because the pressure's mm-hmm. on, everybody's watching. And uh, I don't feel that pressure. Like, well, I, I feel it, but I know how to, I've tapped into it to the point where, like, I can legit be in the middle of a round and I can I can hold a position for like for like two, three minutes and not and not move as much and, and like not feel the pressure to have to do something much. else. Yeah. Because you can so, hold the attention of the audience or your opponent. Yeah. So patience like ties into honesty. Mm-hmm. And it's like now I don't feel rushed to have to dance in a certain way because whoever's watching. So I um it ties into Honesty and and um, courage, which is kind of the opposite of fear. So, like, not having yeah, any yeah. fear of doing what is honest allows you to be a lot more patient. There's no more boundaries. There's no more boundaries. Too bad that stuff going on. Yeah. I, I can say um, one thing that I notice a lot of dancers that are up and coming, um, they're so used to taking classes that they're not working on their freestyle and what comes out of them naturally. Um, and back in the day, like when you went and did anything, your freestyle was like how you got any opportunity, whether it be at an audition, whether it be, you know, on a, you know, on a stage, that was your opportunity to showcase you. And I think now it's like, it's the opposite. People, you know, thrive on an opportunity to showcase by, you know, repeating whatever they learned in a class. Versus individualism, if, if that's even a word. Did I just make a word, y'all? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, people, I find that a lot of the dancers and a lot of the artists that come my way that I, I've been able to work with, um, they are uh, programmed. You know what I mean? Um, and I think the authentic side of, you know, being who you are is... Um, is not as, as strong as it could be. Because mm. I'm being careful with my words, you know. I don't want to diss nobody. Right, right, you know? right. But no, it's true, though. I mean, I, you know, when I try to work with, um, you know, artists who are singers or, or rappers or dancers, uh, and they ask for critique and they ask for, they in that development phase, um, the first thing, you know, I check for is that freestyle. Because, yeah, you could dance, and I could teach you something. That's great. You should be able to, if you're a dancer, if you're a singer, if you're a rapper, you should be able to um, sing a song that's a cover or dance a routine that you've learned. But when it's time for you to show me your two seconds of fame, your 25 seconds that you have to get an opportunity, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Well, and that right there. You know, 
commercialism is a is a big thing. And I know you mentioned like commercial hip hop as a thing, and it's not like it's just commercial dance. Like mm-hmm. it's not really hip hop because hip hop, um, in its authenticity, uh, as far as hip hop being authentic, is is a is another to another language. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another form of uh, another culture that that maintains like a sacred language that only the people within the culture understand. Mm-hmm. And well, I would say that not to yeah. be disrespectful to the culture. Oh, yeah, no, I know you, know you, I know you didn't mean it. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I say that because I never want to get into it um, saying I teach hip-hop um, like outright because I don't. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I teach creative movement. I teach movement, you know, that allows you to be free um, I teach moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, things that I grew up and learned, um, I relay that to the next person that's asking for it. Right. You know, asking to be taught confidence and taught um, liberation, to be liberated and stuff mm. like that. Um, so I can't say that I can teach you six step because I can't. Mm. I know what it looks like, but I'm not in a situation where I could, or, or in, a, in a position where. That's something that I could teach you. Right. So I wouldn't even like um, play myself and be like, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to pop and lock. Right, right. And it's going to be a whole class of that. No, I can show you what I know about it starting from your elbow. And this is what it kind of looks like. But this is these are the people that you need to go see. Right. And that's where I, where I refer you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a referral queen, but like you know, <laughs> my resources are strong. <laughs> Word, you know, but I, I could that. never say like you know. I mean, what I I do look the best doing, Danton and Soka. Right. You know what I mean? I know that now. Shout out to Ricardo. Shout out to Tony Tucker and Rachel Buffer, who were like. You need to do this more. Yeah. Like Tony and, and Ricardo and Keon too mm. um, were like, you need to do this more because there's something about it that you, when you do it, it looks a certain way. And, and we like when you do it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, not particularly, you know, in, when we when I was with USP, but like um, just in general, like you, you have something very particular about this style that you should probably – Focus more on, but mm. here I am, like I'm a singer, I'm a dancer, <laughs> but I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't have no label, like, you yeah. know, and that's again finding who you are, finding yourself in dance, and what that actually looks like. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite part of the business? Favorite. Well, I want to. I wanted to because I didn't really get to oh, go back. Go on back that to last that. Go, go, yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah, go back to. Go back to. Because I don't want to miss it. I don't mean to so shut it down. So I was going to say commercial. No, so, so commercialism has an effect on. The dance culture in the sense where, like, okay, if I, I'm always trying to re- equate it back to, like, the language because that's what most people understand. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's rappers nowadays that don't even write their own lyrics. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, because we're big on, like, you know, the image, like, mm-hmm. what we can sell. And when you get into that that aspect, like, um, that's where the disconnect happens from people not even needing or wanting to go as deep as to search out, you know, their their own roots or search out the roots of a culture that, that they're using or trying to participate in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you can get big. Like, I don't even have to write a rap, and I can be a famous rapper tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can just drop a mixtape that's written for me. I have the hottest producers 
get some, you know, some mm-hmm. um, some people to feature on it. Yeah, because there's a shell of a format of what have worked. Of what and, works, And the yeah. social media and the internet has a vast way of tutorial. Like, like you can go on, I, you can go on Google and literally find out how to do anything. Yeah. And people in general, like the general audience, that the mass consumption, the people who are consuming, they don't care. Yeah. No, you know, because they, and wanna, it's not, they, and it, yeah. they, they don't care about the what I will say is they care about uh, the numbers. Right. Um, and I'll say most audiences that are not they don't they're not um, they'll live vicariously through you because they want to see what the what your process was, you know, especially when they invest in you and they're like, OK, well, I want to see what his process is. OK, well, what does he eat for breakfast? Right. You know what I mean? And because I find that even with you, like I say, for example, if I'm watching you. Um, I'm drawn to when you're dancing, when you are sharing dancing and you're sharing with other dance peers that teach and so forth. I'm drawn to that. But Mm. I probably, because I, you know, I'm like, I love stacks. I'm going to watch you eat cereal. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm going to watch you, you know what I'm saying? Take your son out. If you are on live, I'm going to watch whatever you do live. Mm. Because I like what you do, mm. but nine times out of ten, the regular audience, they there's something that they need to, to spark an interest in, and then they'll invest in your process. Right. Otherwise, they keep it moving, and right. they'll do, they'll be on there watching the Cardi B's and the you know anything else that's that moving fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 unfortunately, that's where we are. You know, yeah. we have to get back to a place of substance, um, and and structure in planning because. Yeah. You know, you have my daughter who's um, twelve in that that gen- that generation, where things could be just given easy and um, done easy and uh, without thought process and without um, um, diction, without um, purpose. You know what I mean? And we have to be careful with that. Like, and this is yeah. why I say, you know, teaching dance, we have to be careful what we call it. You know, and I'm. I, I have to say, I, I, I gotta be. I gotta be honest in saying that I have. I I know that now, but like a couple of years ago, I wasn't really zoned in on that. Yeah, a lot, of, especially people like in the beginning. A lot of people aren't. I know. You know, when I started dancing, I didn't know who from what. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just takes time, and I think that my connection to making this stuff important. Um, there's two things. It was, you know, my growth in my own personal journey in my life and how I started to really care about myself a lot more. And then also meeting these people who have created, who have built, who have like, who this, the whole commercial side, like they thrive from the creativity at the root, the creativity of mm-hmm. these people. And I meet these people, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I know, you know, I, I get to see them for where they are, what they what they what they like, you know, what they see, how they feel about it, blah blah blah, and it's like it makes it a lot more personal. So now, like, I can't knowing this stuff mm-hmm. and understanding that it's like um, I'm in a position where it's like my duty as a good person to, to pay homage and to make sure that okay. you know people <laughs> know when they when they look at me, they know where it comes from, they know you know, like what was put into it. They know the history and the context because that's the stuff that really matters. Miss 5678 Dances Report Podcast.
um, I'm in a position where it's like my duty as a good person to, to pay homage and to make sure that okay. you know people <laughs> know when they when they look at me they know where it comes from they know you know like what was put into it they know the history and the context because that's the stuff that really matters yeah um I you know this is totally off subject um but I'm getting like a um on my spirit to tell you this that I feel I think you need to write a book mm. I feel like you're gonna write a book I got a, I got a little ebook out right now but it's not even about dance it's no. about credit <laughs> no, no, no. this is like I think you you like this I don't know it's, it's strong Mm. You gotta write a book. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I I sorry to get off track, but it's strong. I was like, you gotta, you have to tell him like he's a writer. Yeah, second person to say that in the past like two weeks. Yeah, it's like you gotta. It's like it's like a strong feeling I have that you need to write a book. I know that that might sound weird, but that's what my spirit is telling to tell you. So I don't know. Y'all are hearing it for like firsthand because I usually don't be doing that on on no social media telling people. Um, and when God speaks to me, but it's strong, so I don't know if I don't say anything, I probably should have waited, but I don't <laughs> nah, know. Nah, it's it's just, cool. it, yeah, but I think you're gonna write a book and it's it's gonna help people. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I have to, I'll, I'll pray about that, like, so I can find my words, but it that was like strong. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> right now we're in the middle of the interview. Appreciate you for sharing that. <laughs> um, the other thing that I think um, people are confused about when they when we talk about dance and we talk about the business, um, you know, they're so used to watching online. Mm. They forget to tap that they're not. There's no reality behind it. Mm. But for, for you particularly. What is your favorite place to be? Is it the stage? Is it class? Is it rehearsals? Is it um, you know on the on a tour? Is it competition? Um, you know sh- shows. I mean, I would. I guess that would relate to tour. Um, but what 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 is your favorite place to be? That's a good question. Um, I, I'm. I have like two different personalities. There's a personality, um, there's a part of me that thrives in the energy of performance, mm-hmm. like competition, um, you know, so that's a, a dope space for me. And then there's a person that really thrives from just being, like, where the real vibe is at. Yeah. And that's, like, probably the bigger part. So, like, like my favorite place is probably, like, the session. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just getting down with the homies. You can don't tell. Even have to be in a like a place. It don't have. It doesn't have to be in a place where a lot of people are watching. It doesn't have to be in an institution. But mm-hmm. I think that intimate session with with people that have you know substance to offer mm-hmm. is probably like like the best place. Like I you know I always find these crazy connections like. Because you know, you're a light, people. Sh- <laughs> they gonna gravitate to you. Yeah, this you know? one of my my good friends, man. This dude just, you know, he seen an event going on in Boston on an app, and he just bought a ticket, you know, which is something I would do. And he just came to Boston, didn't know anybody, and when we seen each other, I thought I recognized him. So I was like, oh, how you been? Like, I thought I'd seen him before, yo. Mm-hmm. And then like. We were in the same line for our preliminary round, yo. We and I went out and killed it. He was like, "Oh, that was crazy." Then he had to go out next, and I was like, "Oh, this dude is crazy." Like, <laughs> so we were like, "Yo," so I'm like, "Yo," after the event, um, 
we were just like kicking it. I was like, where you staying? Like, what are you doing? It was like, yo, man, I just got this hostel, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, nah, you coming to stay with us, yo. Oh, my God. Stay with, came, came to the crib, stayed for like a week, man, just kicked it. That's dope. And like, it was like the intimate vibe, the session, and we did a video shoot that kind of, kind of marks that vibe with my crew. And we were just out kicking it. We were at MIT, uh, chilling, dancing, labbing. And then I was like, yo, let's shoot a video. So we went outside of MIT and we just shot right outside. Your videos be looking like you got a, <laughs> a movie producer, okay? Just, just a heads up. I appreciate So when it. I need you to do a little something with a me or a meal or both, yo, I'm a, I know who to just call. Just let me know, man. Or, me or know. teach me your way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sensei Stack. <laughs> Sensei Stiggity. Um, that's a new nickname, by the way. Sensei Stiggity. Yeah. What's, what's been some of your struggles uh, is it been the money, the artist or crew or gigs, the stage, tour, being in relationships or location? Like what's been a struggle? Because everybody I talk to, some people say certain, certain they, they'll answer specifically or they'll say all of it. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, because I can relate to all of it. Like, you know, I've had a struggle in location that I'm at. Like this is, you know, I'm here, I need to be in New York, or I need to be in, you know, LA, or I need to be somewhere else. Or, or you know, you know, getting people to pay our worth. Uh, getting people to understand that this is a business. This is not a hobby. If you want my services, you have to pay for what we're worth because it's gonna change somebody's life when they get around it. So, pay, pay my worth, you know, I can't, feed my kid with $50. So that's not how I'm gonna operate anymore. And I have, a, I have much, you know, a, a resume enough to, 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 to say that. And you know, um, you got some dancers and teachers who are just coming up who don't feel like, there's a catch-22, uh, they don't feel vocal enough to say um, that they're worth this. So they would paint, you know, they oh, I'll teach a class $10 a head. And then you have someone who's been teaching a similar class over here, and they're charging fifteen and twenty dollars because they're like, this is this is not this is how it should go. And then you have some people who are like, no experience, charging twenty five fifty dollars, and they're like, well, I'm you know off of, I just want to get paid, you know. So in that respect, money is money has money been a struggle with how you do your craft and your art and your purpose. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm trying to see in the dance world what what those stumps are. Mm. So like to the original question, I, I can relate to all of those struggles. Like all those things play a huge part, but the struggle that stands out the most right now, um, and I guess I can call it a, a struggle. I mean, it's just the niche, the the, the type of um, you know business that I'm in, mm -hmm. and what I stand for is not, you know, like I'm not promoting commercialism. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the stuff that attracts the most people. Like I'm not promoting um, get better quick. You know, I'm not promoting like. Uh, the stuff that people are usually attracted to, like I'm not promoting if boutique you join, dance. yeah, boutique. If you join my company, you'll be performing with the uh, Adidas and the greatest, the greatest of all companies, and you'll be getting all these the, the spotlight. Like I'm not promoting that. Like 
my niche is, is promoting and pushing and educating, more so educating about culture, like yeah. actual dance culture and um, beyond dance culture, like black culture. And how, does it, and how it relates to lifestyle. And how it relates to lifestyle. So that's, it's the sm it's a very small niche. Um, no, it but ain't. what happens with, <laughs> yeah, it is in a sense because not a lot of people want to do the work. Yeah, yeah. You know That's what I'm true. saying? So That's I'm true. not I'm not getting classes of 50 people who wanna who wanna train like that. Who wanna, yeah, because they want to get rich those, they Yeah, so like that. That's that as I'm telling you, that's that 12 year old yeah, and up. Yeah. That's that age group where they don't think they need to work. Yeah, but that's know? been around forever. You know, for that years and years. You know, that's that's where people are. You know, they uh, avoid the work that needs to be done. And mm -hmm. when it comes to dance, I'm the opposite. It's like I run towards it. I'm like, oh, that's the next level. Like mm -hmm. I gotta run towards that because that thing. Because you're, you're you know? in a space of always being teachable and coachable. Mm. Dancers, hear me real clear. Aspiring dancers, hear me real clear. Artists too. You have always got to be willing and, and able and in the space to learn. You cannot possibly grow without learning and being teachable culture, you, you, you always gotta be a person who can learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't be bullheaded, you miss opportunities, you burn bridges that way. Trust me, I already know, you know? Um, and you can't be in your own way. You literally, you literally have to be in a push, position to learn. And, and I, can, I can attest with you on that, I can agree with you on mm. personal growth, and I said this earlier to a few other dancers that um, your best project you'll ever work on is yourself. Yourself, yeah. So if you're a dancer and you have a goal, <laughs> everything around that goal needs to be learning. Because otherwise, what are you doing it for? Like, first you need to discover what is your why. Like. Like, if you don't know your purpose, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be so afraid for someone who is just wondering. And I know that God has sent me here to literally uh, help people develop that. And I know that. I used to run from it. You know, I had, a, um, I had an interview with um, Funk Snap. And, you know, Lerome was one of the dancers in the room. And uh, Lex. And... Those are just two dancers. You had status quo used to come, you know, to my living room, and you had, you know, you know, I had a run-in. I had a run-in with not a run-in in a bad way, but like I have relationships with dancers and certain dance members and crews individually um, with that same situation where finding themselves, what's the next level, and being able to have that eye and that sense and say, okay, for you. What I see, this is just my opinion, but I, 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 can, I can almost guarantee this will work. Right. Let's go to this crew because this is going to take you to the next level. And it's going to be up to you to figure out how long, but this is where you got to go next. You know what I mean? And not many people are willing to do that. They want to just go where it's, they've heard and seen, mm. and they don't go particularly to where they need to be. And so you take this long route. It's almost like a little circle, and you and you you chase your tail, you know. So I think it's really important to to take the time 
to do it is, you know, like you say, like, to literally, you know, learn. And anytime you, there's a challenge, you should run from it. You should be running towards it because there's a, you're seeing that challenge for a reason. There's some people that don't see challenges um, at all because they're they're not ready to receive that. And they'd be like, uh, okay, never mind, next. I'm just going over here because it's easier, you know. Um, when you talk about um, making people aware, because to me that's what I hear, is you're promoting awareness. You know, not 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 in its full entirety, but like right now, these dancers need to be more aware. You know, um, what else? Okay. What else in that in that um, topic? Like, what else do you find yourself uh, struggling in the area of uh, dance and like, well, not just dance, but just like in, in around the business side of it and. Because to me, it is a business. Like, you are a brand. Um, you are your own brand. Um, and people coming to you are, are going to get a plethora of things when they come to you. You know? Um, when Are you are you big on training um, youth? Well, what is your audience? I'll say that. What is the audience? Do you get, do you get the younger people? Do you get older people that want to train with you? What's your main um, audience that you see? It's a mix of both. Um... Right now, with the more fundamental styles, it attracts an older crowd of people who like realize, like, oh, I need this, mm-hmm. I need this, um, and they they're starting to associate the dance as a as a tool of, you know, personal growth, um, and understanding the foundation and the culture is a is a pathway to that, um, you know. But uh, I, I reach out to a lot of young people actually in my space. I didn't really get to announce it yet, but you know. Well, that's the for, next question. What's up and, what's up and coming, brother? <laughs> well, kids, children 13 and under get to dance in my programs for free. Um, so what? all of the classes that I have for so Mia got kids. one year. Yeah, what? so she can come in and do the bot builders training programs, teaching kids patience through robot animation, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it'll be it's gonna be for free for. Uh, winter, spring, um, you know, so that's just another form of, you know, I'd, I'd like to, to balance it a lot with a lot of, a lot of outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the struggle is, is, uh, can be, it can be a struggle. I mean, I'm pretty balanced with my finances. Uh, cause actually my brand really is like an established business, like papers yeah. and everything like corporation. Um, well. Oh, I gotta get there. <laughs> I gotta get there. Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, I'm I'm pretty balanced, but like um, I'm always pushing to to get that without burning myself out, cause mm. that that can you can be like, oh, I want to do this and do that, and then you're like, do you really have the energy to mm. to to hold to hold that up? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so that's always been a. a a journey that I've had to learn is like how much, you know, learning how, when to stop giving and when to, when to give the most. You that's know what right. I'm saying? Like that's, that's right. always been a, Listen, a, a I big journey. I didn't have know. a few people tell me about being still. Yeah. And I'd be like, ah, right, yeah, 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 and then I don't listen. Then I'm like, dang, I should listen. Yeah. You know, because um, you do, you do so much, and you and you see something, and you want to get it out there, and mm-hmm. you're anxious and. 
but sometimes you know like like you said it, it comes from your your best work is your your self work because that's yeah. what's gonna allow you to pour more into people or pour more into whatever the mission is that you're trying to pour into mm -hmm. so if i'm dreaming like there's no way i'm sitting <laughs> in a classroom full of kids running around you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying you know sitting in you know, at a at a at a gig, you know, with a bunch of people that I don't really want to talk to, and blah blah blah. Like, there's no way I'm managing in those spaces if I'm not on top of my game. So, yeah. you know, uh, being balanced in that sense. Um, you know, sometimes I have a struggle with connecting to people. Uh, you know, because I've always been uh, so focused into self. Yeah, yeah. Um, that some, I'm so much more sensitive. So a lot of things that people do, I'm like, oh, I have to learn how to be a little more um, forgiving mm -hmm. and understanding, um, you know, but I, I definitely have a lot of triggers associated around like people just not being about what they say they're about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just not, <sighs> you know, a lot of people just like, have these qualities, man, that I just don't like, and you know what I mean. For me, it's so easy to be like, cause I'm an Aquarius. I'd be so like, to be. Like, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. There you go. I five ten, brother. I'm an Aquarius. When, when's your birthday? The 16th. February. Yeah. Mine is the 13th. I don't wow, play them games. That's crazy. And, so right we just there. had this talk yesterday. Like, if I, and I, um, with, even with my daughter, like she's a she's a Virgo, but she's got she's picked up that trait for me. Like, if you're a trigger for me. I don't come around, you know what I'm saying? Your your space, none of that. Like if you do me dirty or like something wrong or like kind of shady, don't worry about me. Yeah. I'm not the comeback queen. I'ma leave you alone, queen. Like you know what I'm saying? Like dance wise too. Like if you if you was a person that was kind of foul, I'll always smile and wish you well. But I won't I won't ever. Like overexert myself for that for that situation ever right, again. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, I've learned to flight versus fight because mm. I don't I know exactly what I contribute and I know how crucial my purpose is. So I gotta protect it. You know what I'm saying? And I walk in love yeah, all the time. Yeah. That's pick, the only way the I know. That's right. That's that's worth it. The know, best thing I could do is love you then hate you. You know what I mean? Sometimes people you know can be so inconsistent and. And it's not just that, it's they can be so inconsistent and not know about it. Yeah. Not even know that they're doing it. So when you bring it up, it's like, why are you why are you calling me out? You know, why are you, you know, you know, talking about me in this manner? And, you know, I got a little more fight, fight than me and mm -hmm. in me. Mm -hmm. Um and I always shoot my shoot my jab first and, and be like, listen. I'm gonna let you know where I stand. So yeah. that's where I'm at with all of Boston Dance right now. Everybody knows exactly how I feel mm -hmm. about everything. You yeah. know, I made a live video a couple months ago and I was just calling people out. You know what I mean? And it wasn't with ill intent. You know, it was more so of like letting people know like these are the things that I get frustrated about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? These are the inconsistencies that I see. Yeah. That like I, you know. Then was I on the list? Nah, I didn't nah, make, yeah, make the cut. <laughs> Thank God I didn't make that cut. Damn. Yeah, everybody was hitting me up. They're like, damn. Yeah, it's gonna lie. I was like, mad because you know people like drama, so everybody was in the of goddamn course, line. Of course. You know, this is right before my event. I was a little delirious too, in a sense of like I was just tired. I was, I did an event, 
in Colorado, I, one of the biggest events. I hosted one of the biggest events like out in the in the U.S. Like, Dope. and then came right back to throw my event here, mm-hmm. Second mm-hmm. Styles. Like, and it's such a big event. So I was like, in that space of like, oh my, I'm just sick of people being so inconsistent. It's like, Wait, why can't you? That's be an Aquarius about, thing too, though. Yeah. Let me just let you guys know, an Aquarius, the biggest turnoff for career, life, and love is inconsistency. Uh-uh. It's unattractive. It's it's a, a sure way to not have us work with you. I would tell you that right now. If you're inconsistent, I only give you one chance to screw that up. That one chance is a last chance. Last, yo. And then after that, we're not giving no chance to mess up again. Yeah. So I had I had quite a few few words for people and people didn't like it, but I, and that's the thing like I you know, I feel I'm even though I, cause I, I'm not so much of the like ditch right away. Like I'm open to work, like cause mm-hmm. I know how much it takes, and I know I, I've been called out before on my shit, and I've had to sit in the hot seat <laughs> and be like, damn, oh, I got called out, like, I, and I was fucking up, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, I know how it feels, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So I'm not, I'm not the type to to be like, I don't call people out from a pedestal. It's more of like, yo, like, we can't continue. Like, if you say, and this is what the inconsistency is, a lot of people say they're about the growth of the community. They're about the growth of the people that they're working with. They're about the growth of this. They're about community. They're about, and it's like, if you say that, then, be about that. then like, how are you acting on it? Like, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, in what, in what way are you? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And, you know, there can be some people who are really extending themselves a lot and doing a lot, um, but they're still not in a space to see particular opportunities that could really benefit the community. And if they're not behind it, Mm -hmm. they don't really care about it. So I said something recently about supporters. You cannot possibly call yourself a supporter if you don't support your own. Everybody know me? No, I love me some Adidas. Three's up, G's up. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm dead ass serious. Yeah. I love Adidas, right? right? I love what it stands for in Boston. Any chance that I got nationwide to rep that, I did so that people knew I had my city on my back. But um, within the last year and a half, I've grown tired of wearing, you know, something that isn't myself or something that isn't owned by a particular person, like. I mean, particularly black-owned business, women in business, like um, you know, people in that are self self-employed or, or small business. Like I want to rep that because I understand that um, you know when you're working for yourself, how important it is, how um, in, what your why is in doing that. Like everybody who knows me knows I eat, sleep, Amia. You know what I mean? Little Miss Five, Six, Seven, Eight. So anything that's going to keep her, you know, well, that's what I'm going to, to you know, invest in. Um, so that being said, uh, that's a, that, that could be tough. You know what I mean? So I, I sort of stopped wearing um, and glorifying um, a corp and wearing, you know, a whole design. Shout out to them. You know, my Miss 5678 dance, you know, that T-shirt. Um, and wearing, you know, a Known Height T-shirt. Um, 
wearing, um, you know, BMDS, Boston Mobile Dance, their stuff, like really wearing it trendy and stylish in my style so that it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a million dollar company because I'm wearing it the same way. And it ain't about what I'm wearing, it's actually how I wear it, it's my style. You know what I mean? Like you can give me a Stax t-shirt, I'm plugging it. Um, <laughs> you can give me a Stax t-shirt and I'll rock that in my in Miss 5678 Chanel kind of way. And people would think, oh, well, where'd you get it? Did you get it in a boutique? Because of the way that I'm wearing it. And right. Because I know who I am and how I, my I know how to cater to my style. You just see it that way because, you know, you see it already finished. And some people are not, no, with, no, with lack of better expression and no diss to anybody, that some people are not as confident in themselves, in their style, to wear something that is, you know, home-based business or whatever. They won't do that. Like, um, you know, why, in the dance community, we should, should be, you know, uh, supporting each other. We should have a big presence. You know what I mean? Um, we should be rallying up with each other um, and, 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 and supporting everything we have. And then, like, for example, there's, there's, when have you seen a jam in the last year? My jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but, okay, so you had to throw one. Right, right. Otherwise, you'd not, be going to uh, one, right? Uh, Brian Pistols threw, threw a dope jam out in Lynn, and he's such a dope like community builder man like his jam is free um it is you know a lot of the donations like the all of the donations go to, to charity mm -hmm. um he puts in a lot of work and it's called entering shaolin mm -hmm. it's in lynn that's his community that's where he's from uh and a lot of people go there man he had uh, probably like two two to three two hundred people a little over two hundred people see so I'm, I'm thinking like you know because Boston dance, the Boston dance scene, when I'm not talking about Massachusetts, I'm talking about in down in Mattapan, Roxbury, Dorchester, that particular network, the dance crews have dwindled down to maybe one or maybe two, right? Um, and where we had all these aspiring dancers, and you know, we it's 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 come to like, you know, these kids ain't really doing much, you know what I mean? They're on TikTok. Which is AKA musically, you feel me? They're not. Right. They're not a part of something bigger. And that's because now it's like individual shine. Like mm -hmm. You can get famous on Instagram from posting a video. People mm -hmm. about their own shine, or they're just going to where it's hot. You know, like it's not. It doesn't have that that fun feel anymore. Of like, oh, this is my dance crew. We're gonna mm -hmm. build up from the ground up. Like everybody's trying to just get in where whatever's popping. Mm -hmm. um, and that's toxic because it's like. Then it's, you know, it becomes a fad. It, yeah, it always is. It always is, yo. And that's probably one of my bigger problems with um, a lot of the dancing that goes on in the scene is that like um, a lot of people are are in it uh, for the fad, but labeling themselves as not as being in it for something deeper. And it's mm. like. If you're in it for the fad, just, just say you're about the fad. Right, like, right, don't right, be inconsistent. Right, right, right. right you know, like, right, if you're right. in it for, call it what it for is. this, just call it what it is, you know? Right. And that's one of those, yeah, that's one of those things that's, like, frustrating because, like, you have people who are really about it and, you know, they're not chasing that uh, and they probably rarely ever get that type of recognition. But, 
they're actually putting in the groundwork. And, you know, you have people who are saying that they're about this and using that, that name and title mm-hmm. to get people's empathy. And then they're really just about pushing the fad. There's an agenda. <laughs> There's an agenda of well, pushing the fad. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be good to say, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, you know a mainstream, I don't know if I would call it that, with lack of better expression. I know for me particularly, I want to be able to say it is well with people. I want to see them liberated, motivated, inspired, um, feeling worthy, you know what I mean, through dance. Um, through whatever it is that they say they want to do and however they cross my path, I'd be wanting to you know what I'm saying, liberate them however I can, you know what I mean? And I think that's part of, you know, you know, walking my day-to-day. That's my day-to-day, like, motto, mantra, affirmation, um, you know, my thing that I think about. Or is how can, what, when I step into this room, what is my contribution? You know what I mean? And a lot of people aren't thinking that way. Mm. They're like, oh, my God, let me fix my hair. Like, let me fix my hair. Let me let me let me do this selfie real quick. Yeah. I used to post mad selfies. Um, I don't I don't think I do that anymore. Like no bathroom pics and all of that. Um, I think <laughs> I think when I post a picture now, I, there's a lot of thought behind what it is that I'm posting and how it's going to affect the next person. If it was on my heart to say, can I share it? Mm. And that's that's. My biggest thing is, and then in the middle of that, promote what it is I'm doing so that if it can help somebody, then they are attracted to it. You know what I'm saying? In that way. But um, community-based-wise, you you mentioned being part of community, and um, that's going to be off record because I want to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to head out, but at some point I would like to link up with you on how I can help in that area. Mm. Um, what service can I provide? Like, what can, wh- how can I contribute? Because I don't, I, I, I'm big on right now. Hopefully, this podcasts, um, they, it, people are supportive with one another because you cannot build and break down. You can't. Uh, you can't build anything by yourself. It takes a village. So, um, what you might do may with someone else may help the person that's there find themselves or mm. or change a decision that they might have wanted to make or um and you just never know that's why it's important when you're in a performance mode or in a teaching mode or whatever it is that you're doing it's very important to be intentional mm. you know what i'm saying real intentional because we don't got a lot of time to play and waste you know what I mean? So I, I'm very, I'm. If you, I want to know how I can help or support what it what it is that you have going on. So up and coming, you have um, your youth program. What's it called? Bot builders. Bot builders. So ages 13 and under are able to dance for free. Um, when are you gonna launch that? Uh, probably in the next week or so. Whenever I get the graphic designer on board to put out some some content on it um but yeah we can find it where can we find you in order if we because we don't know when we're gonna push this so um this could be like 
two weeks after you started it. So right. if if someone wanted to enter in this or be a part of this program, where could they find you? Do you have a website? Yeah. Well, so all of my information about classes for adults, uh, my studios, based on fundamentals. Sometimes I have a lot of guest teachers that come in that teach. Um, but the whole theme is life building. So like every class is, is really pushing towards the idea that it's just more than dance. That you mm -hmm. know you can use this as a tool to to really grow. Mm -hmm. So like my all of my programs are based in that. So the kids robot program is about building patience and emotional intelligence in kids by developing in the style of robot animation, very slow, mm. uh, slow style. Uh, when you understand how to build body control, you can apply that to whatever is whatever. Even so you response. can exactly. So you can find all that information on the website. It's Stiggity Stacks. What is E? Uh, Stiggity Stacks Worldwide dot org. Um, Instagram Stiggity Stacks Worldwide. My my big annual event that I throw is called Stacking Styles, which is a T-shirt that I'm wearing. I'm gonna get that T-shirt. <laughs> I got you. It's stack. It's uh. You can Stacking Styles official on Instagram, um, and then on Facebook. It's also Facebook.com slash Stiggity Stacks Worldwide. Uh, that's the whole shebang. And then my personal. Instagram is on my stiggity. Uh, you can find me on there. But uh, you know, I'd, I'd I'd rather for people to just you know if they they're listening and they're interested in all this stuff, just reach out and hit me with a message. You know, find me however you can find me, and um, you know, let's talk and, and build about it. Um, you know, because I'd rather connect from that point. Uh, so yeah, you know. I want to know: Are you doing what you love? Hell yeah. Got it. He gave you. He hit I you with the hell yeah. Listen, I ain't work a. I, I I haven't been out of. I ain't work a job, that like, has been out of alignment with, what it is that I want to do, like, ever. So I came in and and danced as a business like straight out of college like, um I didn't I didn't work like a job like the last time I worked a job was when I was like a teenager and I was working for Honeydew for like three weeks. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm smelling like donuts. I did a restaurant. I did a restaurant. That was my first job. I was working at this restaurant. I did that for like almost two years. Um, but yeah, I did a couple of that and it was like in and out like a robbery. But then like, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there. And I, actually I got fired from Honeydew because they were like, you keep da you dance way too much, man. You definitely should be dancing a lot more. I was like in there laughing and shit. And like, <laughs> headphones in, like, they're like, yo, you stay dancing, yo. Like you are not focused on making this coffee. And they're like, you got damn like, no, right, I'm not. Like, you know I ain't supposed to be here making no like, coffee. This motherfucker just asked for 30 sugars. Like, I'm no. killing this man right now. <laughs> yeah, I got I got turned down for two jobs, BCBG. I ain't shouting them out though. Um, <laughs> because they were like, you just worked on a, a million dollar video game. Why do you want to work with us? And I was like, well, I just wanted to work part time, like you know what I'm saying? And job lot. I tried to do a part time gig at mm. job lot one year and they were like, nah. Like, we don't we didn't they didn't trust that I was really wanting to work there. Yeah, I thought probably the same thing happened. It's not a part time. I was just It'd like probably be like, listen, we you do a lot. We know you not you know you're not gonna Right, stick to with this, it. Yo. But you know what's so funny? I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad it didn't because I really couldn't be more and such, you know, more grateful for what I do now, like completely wholeheartedly operating in, on my full purpose of 
da teaching dance and all those things like and it's so much more fulfilling than being like one foot in one foot out you know um, on a on a on another note um, as far as sustaining I, I, it's not just the dance the dance classes is probably the smaller end I mean you probably see that a lot more but mm -hmm. what I have been doing is mentoring dancers on business um, Woo! Thank you. Business, financial literacy. Financial literacy. Okay, wait. When are you doing this? Because I've been, I did... I've been doing it for the past like five five years, man. I started with um, I started with with friends at first, mm -hmm. uh, and that was even before that. Like I was just putting things into into the to the test, um, and when I seen the results and that my friends were getting results, I mm -hmm. started putting it out there. So. Um, I keep a lot. I keep people's business on the low, but I've been helping a lot of dancers um, establish their business in the right way, and not even just here in Massachusetts, but stretching out to different countries. Well, I need to know that, that information because we just talked about having a financial literacy for dancers, like a workshop or some sort of like um, not intensive, but just like a you know roundtable, mm. and having the resources there that can sort of help them. Um, and help us. I won't say help them, but like I'm gonna yeah, set apart, cause you know us dancers be jerking money. You know, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But you know, for those who need to know how to manage themselves and what it is, they want to take that next step. Um, uh oh, uh oh. Um, but yeah, the, but don't know how. Yeah, but don't know how to. Um, that is um, a big thing. Like trying to figure that out. Yeah. Last thing I want to know is, um, what's your message? Like, what, what is your message that you leave with this earth? Or like, what is your message you leave with people that you're uh, vibing with or teaching or, or performing with? And what's that message? I mean, it's along the lines of the most cliche things you can say. Like, everything's all good. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, no matter how rough it gets, like, you could be in the, the most pitfall of all pitfalls, but you know, um, like you'll, you'll really be all right. And, you know, I trust that there's, uh, yeah, I trust in the energy, you know, I trust that, you know, um, you know, every, every, every lesson is, everything is either a lesson or a blessing. So, right. you know, it's all good. And just to be gentle with yourself, uh, love yourself, believe in yourself, have, have enough patience. To, to really stick through and do the things that you want to do. Um, there's really no wrong way to do it. Like, you're not gonna get it wrong. I mean, I know there's some people who probably have uh, experienced the feeling of regret, uh, but even within that, on a bigger scale of thing, like you weren't in the wrong place. Like, you, there's no wrong decision, just whatever it is that you're feeling, you know what I mean? Be courageous, have no fear, just do your thing. Um, and then when you get through it, I'll meet you. I'll meet you on the other side. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So y'all know, you know, I always say this. I always say, don't lose sight of your vision. Dream big. You know, I always say that with people. Right. You know, if you have something that your eyes are set on, don't let yourself leave from that. It's like somebody who's spotting and they're t trying to do a back tuck or a back full, a full or any of that stuff. Um, you cannot take your eyes off of the, the spot. Mm. You know what I mean? In order to get the direction, you can look left, can look right, can look back. Or as I look forward. You know, so I love that. You said so. It's all good. It's all good. You know like, what I mean? It's gonna be good. Like you know, I know you. That's Let off from a job. You know what I mean? Like it, it really does happen to the best of us, man. It's just 
you know, the energy will pick up. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the biggest thing that we can do is keep our heart in the right space. Because, you know, the traumas of the world, you know, the traumas that we deal with internally can can steer us in directions that we don't want to go in. So mm. we got to work from the inside out, you know, mm -hmm. get all that stuff situated inside, organized, clean, clean the the cracks, you know what <laughs> I mean, all the, all the corners and crevices of our soul, mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, let, let the, the energy just do its thing because, you know, we, we got it. It's, it's on deck. Everything that we've ever wanted, everything that we've ever envisioned, it's already ours. You know what I'm saying? Um, we just have to put ourselves in a position, you know, by being open and allowing to allow us to move forward and, and not be intimidated by the work because, you know, it's just, we're just one piece of knowledge away. You know what I mean? Like financial literacy for me was, I labbed on it the same way I labbed on Crump. There was no, you know, I didn't have mentors at first, man. I, I was literally taking legal books and, and, and reading them until I, I was able to understand it. The same way I picked up the Bible for the first time without there being a church or without mm -hmm. there being, I picked it up and I was reading it with my own eyes and, and, and reading it back until I was really starting to understand. I went and did the same thing with, you know, the Quran. I went and did the same thing with, you know, certain uh, mantras and scriptures and then different uh, religions and all that stuff. So I... It's like it's the same process. You just gotta gotta keep going. Start from you know we all take those baby steps with the with the stuff that we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like time is so relative. You know, five years down the line, I didn't realize I'd be in a position you know that I'm in. But it just makes sense. You know, it's like at five year, ten year, like. Let's say you start right now, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Even if you, you'll be 45 or, you know what I mean, 55 or, you know, 10 years from now. 10 years is plenty of times to get 10,000 hours in, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. to be studying something that's going to put you in a better position. And it doesn't have to be the way that they tell you that it's going to be. You don't got to go to school, take out millions of dollars in loan to be no, financially no, stable and financially no, literate. At all. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't got to, you know, go to the end of the world and back to, to have Find peace. Find yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't got to do it. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be this, this way that we think. It's, you know, it could really be whatever way that we see fit for ourselves. And, and as long as we are able to push through. Like, you can do that shit, you feel me? Hey. Feel me? Well, I, I'll be the first to tell people, listen, don't be going to school for, for anything that's not your purpose. Yeah. What are you going to school for? Because yeah. all you're going to do is or be feeling void. Or if you do, voids. just have a plan, you know? Because even if you end up with the, the million dollars in school <laughs> loans, there's always a way out. There's always yeah. a way. Like, you just got to have faith in, in your plan. That's you right. Know? Uh, never let all that stuff beat you to a pulp because I know a lot of people that have made that decision and they're sitting there now like, damn, I went to school and I got all these loans and I don't know what to do. And, you know, beating themselves up and it's like, nah, like... Did they, like, did any of them, do you know, I went to school for what, they, what they're designed to do? Uh, not, I mean... Are they operating in their purpose? Even the people who did go to school for what they felt was their purpose weren't able to, to really suffice right out of school, mm -hmm. you know, with whatever it is that they were into, some of the people that I know. But, like, there's always a way, 
You know what I mean? And I like you said, like I like I was saying earlier with the stacks, everything is modular. Like mm-hmm. you don't always have to make money from the thing that that you love the most. You know what I mean? Financial, you know, literacy is a whole separate bucket, and you can pour in and pour out, but mm-hmm. like. There's always a different way, man. Like, you know, a lot of people, you know, can get into investing. Uh, different different ways to invest. There's different ways to, to move money. Um, it doesn't always have to come from the thing that you love and not, like, you know, there's just no pressure when it comes to just, like, being open and learning mm-hmm. and being like, yo, I might have to take a few hours and put it into to here and there. Like, not everybody mm-hmm. has to be this thriving entrepreneur and it's like, like, it's not for everybody. Some people, you know, they need that routine, you know. They're not, like, we're Aquarius, so we're, like, we don't want to be in the, the mundane. Like, we feel like it's too much. But, um, you know, not everybody's built like that. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I Yeah, you know what? What's so crazy is, um, and I'm going to wrap it up, but, um, like, um, you, I feel fine people not doing something because they're afraid to fail. You know what I mean? I, and I always would be like, yo, I'm afraid to be like that. So I'm always trying. And that way I'm not always disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you try your best, you know, there's no room for disappointment. Right. Okay, you know, I, I you can't say that. In. I'm like, yo, I just, I tried. I always, and a creative mind is never a bored mind. I keep saying that. Cause it's it's that's something that really is I believe in. Like a creative mind is never a bored mind. You know what I mean? Oh, so call it. But yeah, it was so nice yeah. to chat yeah, with you, yeah. yo. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad we're on similar wavelengths. And we're fellow Aquariuses, y'all. Yeah. So it's yo, definitely a necessary energy. Thank you for Boston. tuning in to the Dancers Report, and this was Stiggity Stacks, Ashton Stacks. And uh, you know Miss 5678. I hope y'all loved it. I hope y'all. Miss 5678 Dances Report Podcast.